We're here, America. My drink is way too strong. <laughs> Whoops. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> We're making up for Seth not being here, so someone's got a drink for her. I wonder what Seth is doing right now. What time is it? So it's 7.55 p.m. on a Friday. So that means, what, he's five hours ahead? He's five hours ahead. So it's, what, just after midnight? Is it about to be one? I think it's about to be 1 a.m., Italy time. Oh, he's probably like playing with an Italian man or a peach. Yeah, he's probably like doing that like peach thing from the Call Me By Your Name movie. <laughs> Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, grrr. Hello, America. Thanks for coming. My name is Stony. What is yours? Hi, I'm Jamal. And I'm obviously Stony because <laughs> <laughs> there's only two people here this time. You just said that, but I guess that fills in for Seth's spot. I know. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm used to saying my name after you say yours. So it just felt right to say it again. It was like a reflex. Yeah. Got it. (laughs) So, (laughs) unfortunately, Seth is on vacation in Italy right now, living his best life. Unfortunately. Um, So, you just have us two this week. Fortunately. So, (laughs) I hope that you guys will stick with us. I mean, Seth isn't here to, like, shade anyone or be rude like his normal self. So... (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i'm the host this week so that means i hope you guys don't like turn off the podcast immediately like because you know like when i watch like rachel maddow when it's the like replace in host i'm just like cancel and i hit like i'm like i exit out of the app or whatever wait you don't even give her a chance you just hit next no because like the girl comes on she's like hello rachel's off for the night and then i'm just like close (laughs) That is just rude. I at least give a give him like you know a few minutes. Yeah. So not stony. I don't know. <laughs> so I understand if you have to do that because I do it to Rachel all the time when she's not hosting. So it's totally fine. Hey, we've done this before. They'll stay. <laughs> They'll stay. And besides, everybody wants to hear who trade of the week is. That's true. Um. So, yeah, so I guess um, before we get into the episode and all the shenanigans, I guess first let's talk about just kind of our weeks. How was your week, Jamal, even though I already know how your week was? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, this week was fine. I can't really complain. Uh, It is Stoney's birthday weekend, so we're recording on a Friday and... His birthday's tomorrow, Saturday, March 23rd. So say happy birthday on Twitter and Instagram. But anyway, my week was pretty fun. Work was light. I played hooky from work on Wednesday and um, left work, left home Wednesday morning like it was a normal day of work. But really, I was on a top secret mission collecting birthday goodies from Bloomington where we went to school. (laughs) I was so confused when you told me that because I just like kept... Replaying my head, Wednesday morning, what were you doing? (laughs) And then I was like, during the day, did I come home? Like, what were you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, usually, listeners, I get up at like 5 a.m. every day. So I was just like, I'll just pretend I'm going to work like it's a normal day. But really what I did was went to the gym and stayed there as long as um, I knew Stoney would be home and then I didn't leave the gym until I thought that he was getting close to leaving. So I had to come home and shower because hello, I worked out and then I drove down to Bloomington. <laughs> it was like a home alone mission. Like yeah. you're just like sneaking around Indianapolis trying to like avoid me. Yeah. I picked, I even turned off my Bluetooth because you know, I have like my phone set up to when I'm like driving, it says, you know, do not disturb. I'm driving, blah, blah, blah. So I was like super Carmen San Diego and we got some <laughs> wine from Oliver Winery. We got sync the biz from Nick's for all you Hoosiers 
out there. Yep, I went and bought the Sync the Biz kit, so we'll be playing that probably later tonight. But yeah, my week was fun getting ready for the birthday weekend. Yay. It's so like fun because I was like the beneficiary of all of it. So (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's your day, queen. (laughs) Soak it up. Well, good. So my week was pretty good, I guess. Like nothing like major happened. Like it was just kind of your typical week other than like today, like it was my birthday. So I obviously got all the fun presents from Jamal um, and so that was really fun. It was, I left work a little bit early today, so that was nice. Um, and then tomorrow we're going down to Fountain Square, um, which is like a neighborhood in Indianapolis, um, to kind of just like go to a few different bars and kind of just hang out on the town. So it's a pretty cool area and it's got like a couple of our favorite restaurants and places to grab drinks and we've got a hotel room. It's going to be a great, great night. Yeah. It's like a hipster area of Indianapolis. So really cool. So I'm super pumped for that. Um, But yeah, it was a pretty good week overall. So yeah. Good. It's so weird not having the dog here. So we had to like drop the dog off to the sitter. Her name is Jill. She probably doesn't listen to the show, but hey girl, um, (laughs) she has Reynolds until Sunday morning. And it's always so weird when he's not here because it's just super quiet. So you're not going to hear like any dog sounds like fingernails on the hardwood floor or squeaking, screeching toys none of that tonight so sorry in advance yeah i kind of this is like a weird episode there's no dog seth is missing so we're just kind of like it's just one-on-one right now so i don't know we'll see how this turns out but (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like what is going on this is not the normal world usually i'm used to like just like the dog being crazy seth shading me left and right so here we go we're in the upside down for sure (laughs) (laughs) let's kind of like get into the episode what do you say yeah let's get into it all right so welcome back let's get into the episode so season 11 episode 4 already episode 4 can you believe it girl the seasons just like fly by like we've said it before on the show but we started the podcast with all stars three and then it immediately went into the next season we had like a small break and then we had two more seasons so it's that momentum is just going for me so it's like yeah hang on to your wigs (laughs) it'll be over before you know it for sure right um so yeah so let's kind of like start getting into it so um, the beginning of the episode, kind of like the Queens kind of all come back from like the drama from the previous episode. And they're all just kind of talking about how the fact that they all had a lip sync for their lives or, you know, the bottom team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know like kind of like Scarlett and Raja kind of gave their opinions about what's going on. I know Scarlett was kind of saying like, this was a message, um, from mama root to basically like step it up. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really interesting. I, I don't know what, what were your thoughts about that? Well, the Queens rightfully so were shook, but it was, you know, a well-deserved shaking, Like, that group just did horribly, and it was a wake-up call. So, you know, Raja and Scarlett basically said, you know, this is a push. You know, this is Mama Bird pushing us out of the nest. It's like, we have to do with this opportunity what we will, and it's completely up to us. So, um, yeah, everyone's ready. The fire is ignited. I think everyone's planning on stepping their shit up and not making excuses moving forward. So I think uh, for the sake of the show and watching as a viewer, this was really good. Yeah, I I thought it was really interesting to listen to them talk. And like we've seen this with like even Kahana Montrese. Um, she kind of was saying, you know, when she got eliminated, like, oh, if I had had one more week, I could have proved to them. But I think it's like a really good point here that, you know, you need to bring it every week because you may like kind of like miss out on your opportunity if you don't like, you know, bring your best 
every time. So that's exactly right. Like you have to be present. You have to, I know sometimes depending on the queen's situation, you know, they're the time they learn that they're going to be on the show or accept, there's not very much time for them to prep, or maybe they have a little more time than the other Queens. We don't know how the process truly works, but once you're on the show, you just have to push. Like, if you show up there with three dresses, you better know how to sew, make some shit work. You just got to make it happen. For sure, girl. Um, so, yeah. So, after we kind of, like, get the, like, normal, like, narrative where, like, it's always, like, super drama at the be- <laughs> at the beginning with Silky just being, like, step your pussy up. <laughs> yeah, well, everyone <laughs> shook, right? So, like, Silky's, like, well... And of course, you know, Silky was, <laughs> was she safe? She was safe. So <laughs> she's like, I don't have anything to worry about. So y'all need to get your shit together because I'm fine over here. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So kind of like going after that, we kind of, uh, Mama Ru comes in and kind of um, comes out and talks about kind of the mini challenge and we find out this is kind of like a political episode. So the mini challenge this week is um, Why You Matter, though, which <laughs> is basically just a kind of a parody of Rachel Maddow's cable news show um, during the week. So what did you think of the Rachel Maddow challenge and how the Queens did? I thought that this was a fun challenge. Um I don't know if we've really like talked it. We don't really like dive into politics on TFC, but I keep up with what I need to know. Like I'm not going to be out here uneducated on what's happening in our country, but I can only take so much of it. So Stoney will like, he's constantly in the know. He watches and listens to way more political media than I do. So, um, you know, getting back to Rachel Maddow and this challenge, I'm familiar with her show. I'm familiar with her podcast. I like her commentary on what's going on, but I take it in small doses. So I appreciated this challenge as a viewer. It was a good test because, you know, Drag Race is going to push the queens in kind of a performative direction. You have to be able to work any kind of gig. So, of course, reading a teleprompter, why wouldn't that be on the list? So this was fun. And also to see who did better than others maybe who's more familiar with rachel who doesn't know who the hell she is so um, i had fun watching this mini challenge who do you think did kind of like give me your best and your worst like who did really well who did really bad i think scarlet did really well you can always tell with who they're showing the most um ariel kind of got a half a second clip i'm pretty sure who else um, we didn't see very much, very much of Brooklyn. Usually when you don't see the Queens in the lineup, we didn't see very much of Vanjie. We saw Vanjie being Vanjie, but not much yeah. of her. So, um, the Queens that you kind of got a blip moment of there, they weren't doing so well. I can't give you details just because of that, but yeah. Scarlett clearly stood out. I thought she was doing really well and Nina too, because Nina can just turn it on. I thought, yeah. And so just speaking of like who I thought did kind of a bad job just like doing the challenge, but I thought was funny. was like, I thought Silky was funny. She was doing bad on the challenge, but like, as far as just like, she couldn't, ex- she kept, um, mispronunciating, uh, <laughs> yeah. Colonel. Yeah. Co- colonial, <laughs> which I was just like, what the hell girl? Like, Oh gosh, a few <laughs> of the Queens are messing up. Um, I'm like girl, which, yeah, it was like, I don't know. I was just like, whatever. But, um, me being like a Rachel Maddow fan, like I've enjoyed her show. Like, you know, I'm not like a super fan of hers, I guess, but like I enjoy how in depth she goes with certain topics. She so gives you the tea. I thought definitely Scarlett deserved to win. Just Scarlett had like even the hand gestures, like where she was like grabbing the papers. Mm-hmm. Like Rachel will do that on her show. Like she'll grab the papers and kind of like, you know, stack them together and like, you know, be very emphatic about things. That's where I think Scarlett did a really good job. And I felt like she deserved to win the challenge Mm -hmm. based on that. I didn't think anybody did like overly bad. Like Mercedes wasn't pronouncing things right, but like that's expected (laughs) because 
Okay, like if you're not from, if that's not your like native language, some words are gonna be way tougher than right. Others. So it's fine, girl. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna like judge you for that. No like, shade, girl. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like I can barely speak into this microphone, so <laughs> like reading <laughs> off a teleprompter is probably very difficult. So. Yeah, I mean, I'd just be dancing all over my Duolingo app. Like, listen, where's phrases three section? I just need to know how to answer this question. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. So we find out that um, Scarlet wins, and the ch- the main challenge for the week is going to be Trump the Rusical, and Scarlet get as winner of the mini challenge. She gets to name um, the winner of or not the winner. She gets to basically assign the roles for Trump the Rusical. Mm-hmm. So I guess before we get into the roles, well, actually, so let's just talk about the roles first and then we'll kind of like talk about the challenge in general and how we feel about having a challenge based on Trump. So let's, I guess first, let's just talk about the roles and who Scarlett assigned. Like, do you think, like, do you agree with what was assigned? Like, do you have any issues with that? Um, no, I think Scarlett did a really good job casting. Like, you know, the queens are going to feel away, kind of like in the very first challenge when they had those giant chests with all the different queens and all the queens wanted a certain look or a certain queen for whatever reason. Um, we've seen queens in the past with these challenges ask everyone who they want to be and they're like super diplomatic about it. I appreciate Scarlett's approach. Like, she clearly knows what she's doing. Um, the tone in which she was making the decisions, it wasn't harsh, it wasn't combative, but it was still open. But, you know, we were going to do what Scarlett wanted to do. And I think she did a great job casting. Everybody fit their role. I know um, Ariel was a little nervous to do like that main character, but my mind immediately went to her just based on you know, the context of what this challenge was and what that character required. So I think Scarlett did a really good job pinpointing those traits and pairing them with the respective queens because it was fun to watch in the end. I had a good time watching it. Yeah, I think um, Scarlett did a pretty good job. Like, you know, one of the issues during it was she wanted to assign uh, Silky to Oprah and Silky had a like major issue with that because she wanted to be like Shandy or whatever, which I don't understand because look, okay, like I'm not, I guess, typecasting here, but like obviously like... Don't do that, girl. They're both like black and they're both like kind of bigger women. Mm-hmm. And like, to be honest, like Silky has kind of a similar face to Oprah kind of like in a lot of ways. Yeah. So to me, it was kind of like an obvious thing and silky has but also the energy right it's the energy that's what i was gonna say so huge like that energy is just one that boasts and that's what silky put into oprah and clearly it paid off right so and that's what i thought too is it more so than anything i thought it was the energy because oprah is that like larger than life personality mm-hmm. where she just like she walks into a room and you find yourself like three inches into the wall like she just fills right the room. and that's silky silky is the one that all season long she's the one that's larger than life she dominates the room so to me it made sense um i think silky was just trying to be difficult again like we've seen this with her last week where she was just like refused to do the Britney thing. She didn't like praising Queen Britney. Um, so yeah, but I mean, so overall I felt like Scarlett did a pretty good job. I thought, um, Nina West as Sarah Huckabee was a pretty good (laughs) pick. Like they have like also very similar, like face structures. And like, I thought like when we saw her in the Sarah Huckabee drag, it was very like, um, reminiscent of her. Um, I really liked Brooklyn as um, Ivana. Brooklyn did a really great job. She portrayed the character. And, you know, we don't pay attention to these people in their daily lives for obvious reasons. But, you know, these queens, they do a good job bringing, bringing the characters to life. And Brooklyn really did that. Yeah. 
because people don't necessarily know the details of the character, but when it comes performance time and hitting that stage, she was able to tell that story and it was believable. Yeah. So, okay. So before we get into kind of like the, the actual musical part of this, um, let's kind of talk about um, in the workroom beforehand. So we find out that Nina um, was as a young kid was her family is very like politically active and she was um, she had went to like uh, Republican conventions mm-hmm. met like you know, Connie uh, Chung. Chung and I think George Bush, maybe Barbara Bush. Barbara Bush yeah. From the first, uh, George HW yep. Bush, George's dad. Um, so I don't know. What did you think of that? Was that surprising to you? And even just like her, um, when she talked about like the, the things she went through once she was in college, um, the college stuff was very scary because, uh, I, I like came out like a month into college and I had like a very solid community around me. Like I was never, I never experienced fear for my life or just being threatened in any way because I was gay. So I was very lucky that way in my university experience. So that part, you know, of Nina's story was very, very scary, but it makes sense. You know, people are threatened by what they don't know. They're threatened by people who might be stronger than stronger than them, like on a completely different level, education wise, life wise. But the mid the Republican thing didn't really surprise me just coming from, you know, I born and raised in Alaska. That's another red state. So I get it. Like you're in Ohio. Chances are you're probably going to be Republican. So that's not super surprising to me. Um, but I did like when Rue said, you know, the party comment, I forget if she said like your party, but Nina politely corrected her and said, well, it's not my party, but you know, I think they did win. So, you know, there's gems and, 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 you know, it's not, it's not all Republicans, (laughs) but, but, you know, there are the gems, even in the red States, it's just a little tougher for us to shine and break out. Yeah, and I I thought it was interesting to hear from her. I could definitely relate just being someone that grew up in the Midwest. Like, this is not... Southern Indiana, specifically. Yeah, and it's just... It's a different... Like, growing up in the Midwest in a small town, it's different than living in a city. Like, I think, you know, our political culture is all about... is. Right now, it's all just very negative and very polarizing. But the fact of the matter is, like, people, like, in these small towns, you know, they work in factories. They work in, you know, blue-collar jobs. And it's not always about, like, what's happening in the media. It's A lot of people are, like, basing their decisions based off what's happening in their life and, like, what, you know, what things are affecting them personally, like financially mm-hmm. so a lot of times like things like that just get so politicized and i think that is kind of like what's important to remember is that just people don't always base their decisions based on like social things it's always a lot of times it's based off like financial things so i don't know like i i guess my point being is that you know, like growing up, like Nina probably before she like came out as gay, like it was more based off like a financial thing. And then she realized it was like more like there's more to it. There's more to it than just money. Sometimes there's like a moral obligation or how do you treat people? Right. Like that aren't just like white straight people. Like Mm -hmm. there's gay people, there's people of color. So she became more progressive because she realized, okay, like there's more to it than just being like a white straight person. Right. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I kind of went off on a tangent there, but well, no, I like learning these things about Queens because I think it's also very easy to say like all queer people and all drag Queens, you know, aren't Republican or otherwise. And, you know, there are some who have more conservative views, but, you know, Drag Race, it's a great platform because it opens all the doors and 
it's all about education and listening to your neighbor or your friend, like actually hearing their perspective before change can happen. So I love right. moments like this on the show. It doesn't always have to be like a Twitter fight girl. Like we can right. have like conversations and actually learn about each other's differences. Save your caps lock energy for some other bitch who cares. <laughs> and she's probably not even online right now. So <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's kind of like get into Trump the Rusical real quick we don't have to spend too much time on this like i feel like it was kind of a shit show so you do (laughs) i had fun watching it i thought it was cute i was a little worried with the preview at the end of the previous episode because i'm like okay why are we even like putting agent 45's name on anything that we're doing so yeah that was cute but i guess i wish like i don't know i just wanted more like slamming of trump to be honest like I well, we that, have to keep it cute, right? Just a little bit. Yeah. And part of me was like, well, we're feeding into like this whole, his whole like celebrityism of him, of himself. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that bothers me about this. Like, why do we need to be talking about him? I can respect that because I'm very that way. Because I feel like, like... Don't give them clicks. Don't give them the energy. Right. Because eventually like you know, we may not be viewing him in such a, or I mean, we already don't view him in a good light, but like America in general may not be viewing him in a good light once like the shit comes out. But like, you know, it just, to me, it just felt like, I don't know. I just don't really want to like push his like brand too much because we don't really need that here. I totally get it. You know, I studied public relations in college, so I follow. (laughs) Great point. But But I guess just talking about the performance in general, like, so remember we're on drag race, right? So it's all supposed to be fun. So I like, I don't know. What were your thoughts? I guess let me start out with kind of what I think first. Yeah. I'll let you go first because I went into this very like open, very hippie. Like I'm just burning sage over here and probably something else. Just waiting to see what happens. Yeah, so for <laughs> so for me, I thought Scarlett did a great job as Betsy DeVos. You know, I think um, I kind of wish I would have saw more antics out of her. Like when she took the the binder from that girl, I kind of wanted to just like throw it across the room because to me, Be a little more kooky, a little more kooky, and a little more like I just don't give a fuck about education in general so i'm just throwing this yeah scarlet did a great job so like she was um her character she played it off very well and i appreciated the performance because remember she was the leader so she could have easily taken one of these larger roles and not had done as well but you know what scarlet was serving i was buying yeah so i thought i thought she did a pretty good job trying to think like who else like i thought brooklyn did a good job as ivana like she like definitely had like this kind of like flow to her that just like and like she had the same body type as ivana so i think that helped uh-huh um let's see so i also thought, oh, hey steven hey girl um i thought that um who else i thought evie as kellyanne did a really good job. I thought her makeup was on point. She looked very crusty, mm-hmm. which was like very Kellyanne Conway, like just looking like fucking zombie bitch. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, really quick. So listeners, sometimes I go live in the middle of us recording. So, um, shout out to Steven. He's here. We're talking about RuPaul's drag race queen. That's what we do on the show. Yeah, follow Seattle Foodie Adventure on Instagram. He posts like these awesome, um, just like food photos, and you're just like, I want to go eat right now. Yeah, he's got like kind of a food um platform. It's really cool. He's been on the show too, so go in the archives. But um, yeah, that's who I was shouting out. Stevens. There, people are like, who the fuck is Steven? Like, <laughs> is she a cast member? Girl, we're a wreck without Seth. Like, we don't really know how to host this show, so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's fine. We're having fun. I've done this before, but no one's actually shown up. But, um, yeah, go ahead. Brooklyn, she portrayed the character very well. Like we mentioned earlier, she kind of knew who the character was. She knew exactly what energy to bring to the character. And I also liked in the performance itself, she incorporated 
her. Like she had kind of like some ballet moves in there in like um, when she was approaching Ariel's character. And I thought like I picked up on that right away. It's like, oh, that's cute. Like she's giving you the character, but she's also putting the Brooklyn on it. Yeah. One thing we did not talk about was the rehearsals where Ariel was like really struggling and she was kind of crying. Mm -hmm. I thought she did a really good job in this, uh, this performance. Like, like I wonder how much she like practiced afterwards, like in her hotel room, you know, because I thought she did like a very solid job. Mm -hmm. So good for her for like pulling it through. I was really happy to see this because, you know, you can follow somebody on social media for years and not really know who they are because people are going to show you what they want you to see. So I'm really happy that she practiced however long she needed to. She didn't really give us details, but she turned it out. Like in the end, she did a great job. I didn't see any hiccup kind of moment with Ariel. So I thought, you know, that was commendable because she was super shook. She was worried. She didn't really want that role because it was so heavy. Way more lines than anybody else. Way more choreo by extension. So um, good job, Ariel. I thought Evie stood out. She gives you a character (laughs) and it's going to be out of the box. So I think, you know, like Rue has said, Evie's giving you something that's super refreshing. Nobody else is doing what Evie's doing. So whenever she's on the stage, you're paying attention to her. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think I thought she did a great job Um, kind of going through these other queens. So uh, I thought Oprah, uh, uh, Silky doing Oprah was absolutely great. Like it was just, Oh my gosh. It was wonderful. (laughs) Like she didn't really have that big of a part, but she definitely like had the Oprah aura about her when she came out. She did. She was so pressed about getting this role because it was super small, but this just goes to show you it's what you do with those seconds compared to minutes to win over the audience, to win over the judges. And Silky just had that energy as soon as she stepped out. It was like, oh, Oprah's here. All right. (laughs) It was so fun. Yeah, she definitely killed it. Like, no shade at all. Like, she was was great. Um, I thought another person that did a really good job that didn't get much praise from the episode was um, Nina, just with the Sarah Huckabee thing. Like, I thought she, she did a really good performance. I thought... It was funny to me. Like, it wasn't, like, I guess the most outstanding, but I thought she really, like, deserved a little bit of praise from it. I don't know. I liked it. You know, Nina's going to do a good job, but compared to the other characters, I don't think it just popped this week. Like, she didn't do a bad job, but some of the other characters stood out naturally as the show flowed. So I think her, you know, her execution was there but it just wasn't enough to like pow this week. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I think we kind of like covered most of the main challenge. I'm sure there's something we missed, but for the most part that it was pretty good. Um, so I guess before we get into the runways, why don't we take a quick break and uh, we'll come back and kind of go through the runways and talk about, um, you know, the judging and all that fun stuff. Sounds good. Maybe a piece of Untucked as well. All right, let's do it, girl. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here are some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember, everyone, you can email us, tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. All right, welcome back, fam. Hi. <laughs> We're here and ready to talk about the runways of RuPaul's Drag Race season 11, episode 4. Yeah, what are you sipping on? You got a fresh refill. Yes, I have a fresh refill of like double Tito's and bubbly lime girl. That sounds good. 
We have lime juice too. You should totally like splash some like lime juice in there. It can be like a knockoff Rita or something. Girl, I'm not trying to be crazy over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's get into it. Let's get into the runway. So before that, though, let's talk about Rue's dress. What did you think? I thought it was cotton candy realness. Yeah, I thought Rue looked stunning this week. Like the hair was on point. The makeup was beat. The dress was gorgeous. I was here for all of it. Yeah, I really liked it too. I thought it was very colorful. It looked good on her. So mm-hmm. yes, girl. Good job. Way to slay. Um, so this week, the runway theme was, what was it? Orange uh something orange like basically orange yeah it's like orange <laughs> i forget what the exact term was they used but basically just wearing orange mm-hmm. um so kind of like what were the highlights what were your faves what were your like what were the ones you were just like standing for girl well of course naturally evie oddly it's just fun it's a different play on orange you know beyond the color i appreciated that um, who else? I th- actually thought Raja looked really cute in her like jumpsuit. She was giving me like um, black teenage Powerpuff Girl. I was here for that. Um, Nina, I love that kind of. I don't even know. I forget the word. The term is slipping my mind in this moment. But very like Cinderella era dresses, those big booty, um, minimal fringe, just dramatic gowns. I I just love those kind of moments. So I love that. Yeah, I thought um, for me, Evie was one of my, my top people for sure. I think, um, and the judges comment commented about this, and we're kind of going to get into this on Untucked, but Evie is doing things that no one else is doing right now. And for me, it's very reminiscent of Raja, um, from season three yes. and share needles from season four mm-hmm. where you have this queen that's doing like these like very out of the box um, drag styles that nobody mm-hmm. else is doing. And it's very refreshing to me because I feel like a lot of drag has become like now is very like, okay, what designer can I get? And like, right. I thought Trinity was very guilty of this in all stars. Like it was all about, she just like spent a shit ton of money and found the best designers and granted she looked fucking good and everything. And it was all fucking amazing. Right. And kudos to her because she can afford to do it. But let's not forget that Trinity is a pageant girl. So that's just kind of what they do anyway. They're like, who's going to make me the best dress? But, but with that being said, there's something very charming about Evie and that yes. she's designing these things and it's fresh ideas because it's not manufactured. This right. is just who she is. And she receives the assignment and these are the um, interpretations we get. And it's fun to watch. Yeah. So I really like, I really liked her look a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like the other Queens that I really liked. I thought personally, like my fave of the night was Akira's look. Akira looked super sexy, her drag tonight. I actually really enjoyed that as well. Because it was just one of those things where, you know, she kind of just had like kind of the nude like bodysuit with like the stones and glitter, but like the hair. The hair placement. And the hair placement was so perfect. It just like hit the right spots mm-hmm. on her body. And the covered, hair was orange. And it covered the parts of her body to like give that nude illusion. Like, it was giving you kind shape. of like the classy playboy kind of pinup look. Yeah. It's nudity done with class. And we've not seen something like this really before that I can think of really. Like to me, this was uh more like this is very original idea i thought it Mm -hmm. like fit her body perfectly to me like she had one of the strongest looks of the night for me personally yeah carrie stood out on the runway for sure hands down um i also thought raja's look was really good um i thought it like i mean it wasn't anything over the top but i thought she it was kind of like a basic like body type suit, but like she had like the features on it, like right. that really the little stuck out, like the shoulder yeah. 
and like I think she had something on like her left wrist or whatever. But yeah, um, she paid attention to detail. I mean, it wasn't anything over the top, but it was a fun outfit to, to see on the runway with the character she was portraying. And then obviously, um, two people we can't forget about are Brooke, Brooklyn. I thought, oh my god, she yeah. had a great look. Like those, sh- and this is what she promised us. That like, was just in the intro video Vogue. that she did. Like hard lines just like very much like reminiscent uh, like of detox like something detox would have done which makes sense because she had detox on the first episode yeah and detox was a fashion queen yeah so i thought this was really good um and then even silky ganache oh yeah silky looked really good this week this to me was reminding me of like something that latrice royale would have done where Latrice will come out just like in a, like a beautiful dress and you can't help but love her. Like, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. Latrice would have like, you know, she would just come out in a beautiful dress and you don't really, you wouldn't say like on any other queen, it wouldn't be like amazing. But for some reason, like on Latrice, it just looks amazing. And that's what Silky did with this. Well, it's because like personalities like Latrice and Silky, you can go out there and it's not to say that they're like slacking, but you know, put on a gorgeous dress because the gowns are gorgeous. Make sure that hair is on point, the makeup's on point, but it's their personalities that just shine through all of that and just makes it glow on another level. And that's what Silky brought to the stage. We already know Rune just loves Silky down. Like (laughs) she's, clearly one of her favorites but you know silky's pulling it out she's that energy that drag race is looking for she's that personality so the the girls definitely need to look out for her and brooke just brought all that chicness i can't believe i didn't like i forgot that was gorgeous well and i will say this episode i thought most of the girls brought it like i thought mercedes actually was hers was like it was kind of towards the lower end of it, but I thought she did a fine job. Like I thought it was okay to me. Actually, the person I thought that did the worst of all the looks was actually Ariel Versace. Yeah. Well, that was, that was really basic. Like we've seen this, um, we've seen this form before, you know, the same top, the same panty, the same cut we've seen it like we've got to start doing other things and i thought too like with the purple hair it didn't really to me the purple hair that she had didn't really match with like the orange that she was wearing like i thought that it was like it didn't make sense to me i didn't mind the hair so much but just kind of like the feathers the way they were just kind of like hanging off or whatever i was like eh, that's like a little basic yeah like okay thanks she posted a picture on instagram today actually or um yeah earlier today but i guess this outfit that she wore on the show was damaged like the feathers were destroyed or whatever that was i think the universe speaking to ariel (laughs) if you ask me but the look that she posted today because you know now the queens like to post like professional photos of all of their rue looks as the episodes air, I thought the look that she posted today was way better than what she showed to like on the actual runway. So I think those feathers are destroyed and, you know, in favor of the universe, they weren't having it. Yeah. Something was off there. Um, (laughs) basic girl. We can't do basic in season 11. We just can't. All right. So let's kind of like talk about, the judging so we basically find out that um the bottom queens this week are basically the bottoms of the week are raja mercedes and vanjie vanjie because vanjie's kind of been doing the same thing her rosie o'donnell was just kind of like whatever um she's kind of given us the same looks on the runway yeah. like the panty the corset the glitter and the glitter was not done well this week y'all yeah it was a little messy um i think the judge just got it right putting mercedes um and raja in the bottom 
I could see a case for Vanjie being the bottom, but you know, whatever. Like Raja stood out more, and here's why: because I know, like, I'm gonna try my best not to be like too petty, but Raja's on my list. So, <laughs> first of all, why you gotta speak up and say that you have all this dance experience? Oh, I'm technically trained, and then you get in rehearsal and you look like a withering fish. Like you don't know where the fuck you're going. You're a fish out of water. You can't even do like a floor routine, like in the same spot. Like, girl, technically what? <laughs> like, there's no way. And then it comes out, oh, 15 years ago, you were a dancer. All right. That's like if I were to walk into a gig tomorrow and be like, oh, I was like a major trumpet player 10 years ago. Yeah, I think, um, like, fuck out of here with that. So, I don't know. That's a lot. <laughs> you <laughs> better be able to bring it to the table if you're going to put it out there. And you can't be mad at anybody but yourself. And her performance suffered because she was in her head because she put too much of herself out there that way. Yeah. I don't know. Like, that was just the whole shit show. Like, that whole thing. I was just. I was I was embarrassed for her because it just felt like she like you know put her propped herself up on such a high place and then it was like you couldn't perform. I think Raja is one of those people, and I don't like to judge anybody, but I'm just gonna. This is an observation. We'll say that um, with the Amorosa performance. She did not really give us Omarosa, but you you will notice in the talking head segment, like the interview, she's very bold. She's very like, I know who Omarosa is and she's this and she's that. And she's hitting all the points that Omarosa is, but then come time to execute, we don't see any of those things. So I don't know if it's, um you know, maybe Raja's still adjusting to being on the show and putting it all out there, but she's got a kind of let loose and let go if she's truly going to thrive because your interviews off of the runway is not going to win you the crown for sure girl um so i don't know so i guess going back to the judging basically vanjie's safe so we find out that mercedes and raja are in the bottom and um they have to lip sync to living in america by what James Brown girl I don't know I'll ask Google I'm drawing a blank I think that's right James Brown I don't know let me Google it <laughs> I don't know if that's right wait hang on living in America <laughs> I don't know if that's right girl yeah living in America by James Brown is it okay yeah. I just didn't want to be wrong shoot I'm protecting yeah. my edges y'all ain't gonna drag me um <laughs> Which, I mean, I knew the song. Like, I'm not, like, a huge, like, James Brown fan. Like, I, I think he's fine. But, like, I didn't... I knew the song just because it's, like, a popular song. But... Yeah. Um, Obviously, like, in this, like, Raja, to me, dominated the whole thing. It was no question to me that she was going to survive because she just killed it. Well, from the first beat, you just knew. Like, I think Mercedes has a lot more... Um, blooming to do uh she's just still kind of introverted she's there like she's doing the gig she's on drag race but she's not there like she's not present enough to be open and really dig into who she is and share that with us fully and this showed in the lip sync like compared to raja's performance it was just kind of bleh and she was just up there. We even caught, you know, some faces from the judging panel. It's like, what is she doing? Or is she okay? Like, <laughs> yeah. So it was her time. It was her time. I mean, Mercedes did a good job. I thought, you know, she had a really like heartbreaking story. Like even we watched the watch a pack in and I was like tearing up just listening to her talk about her experience because she's not had an easy life, girl. Like, she's went through a lot with her family and everything. So, to me, like, she's somebody that's, like, persevered and, like, really fought to get where she's at in life. So, I don't know. I would definitely, if she came to Indy, I would definitely go support her. I would her. go check her out. Um, because, 
she just is like she's had she's a sweet soul who's been through very very hard time and for reasons that are way out of her control so you know i have a lot of respect for mercedes i wish that she would have spoken up a little sooner but it's like when people are coming out you can't force people to come out you have to let them do it in their own time. But I think that Drag Race has ignited a new flame in addition to the little baby ones that were already there within her. So I think that we're going to be hearing a lot and seeing a lot more of Mercedes after her departure this episode. For sure. So let's kind of get into Untucked real quick. Before we get into like all the points and all that fun stuff. Ooh, and trade. Yes. So on Untucked. So here's the thing, girl. We're trying to like do these like Insta slash Twitter lives. We've had a few issues. Yeah. So like Instagram being down last, like last week or whatever. And then just like, I don't know. We had like some issues. Um, the week after that. So we're going to continue to try to do these Insta Live. So please join us. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific at TFC Pod. Um, but to whet your appetite, we will talk about a little bit of Untuck just to kind of just give you kind of an idea of what the Insta Lives will be like. Um, so one of the things that um, on Untalked that I felt like we should talk about is the whole issue where um, Ariel Versace, they were talking about basically who the safe queens were talking about. Who do you think is bad? Who do you think should go home? Yeah. Who do you think you should go home or who do you, who, who are the do, tops and who are the bottoms? Right. Who are the tops and who are the that bottoms? That was basically it. Right. And Ariel Versace made a comment about Evie oddly basically saying, you know, I don't think judges will like her because like hers was like a home crafted thing. Didn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, which, you know, I love you, Ariel, like girl, but your shit looked like Michael's <laughs> tour. So, right. And <laughs> Nina actually shocked me. Like she kind of like, stood out and said hey like actually disagree with you because the judges look at evie and she's doing something completely original she's not just spending a bunch of money like she's actually creating her own stuff Mm -hmm. and it's like an art piece and she thought that the judges would appreciate that and obviously like from the episode the judges did appreciate uh, evie oddly's because she's kind of doing things that aren't the norm Yeah, she stands out that way. And I think some of these queens forget that. You can't just go out here and have like the most connected friends and you get the cutest dress. Like you have to be able to turn out some ideas and looks on your own. And Evie's a huge threat because she doesn't have to go out here and worry about what gown she's going to buy or what gown she's going to have somebody else make. She's going to like do it herself. And guess what? If she wants to go buy a garment, she can. So these Queens really need to like get off of that. I think that what we saw in this untucked is that people are threatened by Evie because they don't know what to expect. They don't know week to week what she's going to give them. And they just don't know how to process it. They're shaking in their boots, squirrel. Yeah. And I think that was a very interesting thing to bring up because, you know, like we've talked about, I think... And Nina's feisty. Of course she's going to call these hoes out. Yeah. And the thing with Evie... Evie is the first queen since probably, like, Sharon, honestly, that has, like, given me vibes of, like, somebody that just is completely out of the box. We love a weirdo. bringing, like her own creations because the thing like with Rasha from season three, um, Sharon from season four, they were both so unique with their looks. Yeah. Rasha super glamorous yet androgynous, like giving you high fashion, but she also had the talent and energy. But there was also like a little bit of like a sloppiness to their looks. Yeah. It was very grunge, very kind of rough around the edges. And I think especially Sharon, I think that's what Evie brings to this. She has that 
look to her that's very Sharon and Raja season mm-hmm. three, but and it has that sloppiness that they had. Whereas like okay, Aquaria from last season, she was she was snatched all the time, looked great, had these great concepts, and they looked wonderful. Mm-hmm. But like uh Evie has like the early season look to her, like where it's like she is putting this shit together like in her kitchen, you know, just like hot shit glue sprawl, gun, hot glue gun. Like I've designed this shit everywhere, all yep. over my kitchen. Like my house is a wreck. She's literally spilling like, tea. I don't know. Like there's something about her that to me just it it brings back that like feeling I had on those early seasons mm-hmm. that I love so much where it's like she is bringing a new style to drag. It's her creation, her thoughts. Well, we appreciated Raja, but I mean, with all that being said just now, I mean, think back to season four, whenever people ask us what season should we start with? We always say, start with season four, go up and then watch the earlier seasons because we were so pumped about Sharon. Like she was doing this kind of creepy and sometimes icky stuff. And, I'm a very kind of clean cut kind of individual. So I didn't know how to process it, but I was still super into it. Like I was so curious about the Sharon needles and that's what Evie's bringing to the table. And these girls are shook and Ariel can do just as well, but this is just a clear example of you need to worry about yourself and not anyone else, or you're going to find yourself following Mercedes home. Yeah, girl. I'm so pumped for Evie. Um, so yeah, so if you want to like get s- more into the combo, join our Insta Lives. Um, we're also on Twitter Live. We're doing 9 p.m. Eastern, so and 6 p.m. Pacific. We'll also probably dig more into the um, Scarlet Shade with Evie. Girl, I have some words. Yeah, so we have a lot of things to talk about. So please join us. I mean, you're missing out if you don't. So bye. <laughs> uh, At TFC Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, okay, so now that we've kind of talked about everything, let's talk about the points, girl. Ooh, am I not in the bottom anymore? Send help. Yeah, so okay, so episode four. Seth's not here. Can you just like delete some of his and put it on mine? I wish I could, girl. <laughs> I mean, he won't know. <laughs> Well, Seth didn't really get that many points this week anyway, so it's fine. Um, (laughs) So let's talk about the winner. So mini challenge winner was Scarlet Envy. So I get 10 points. You're welcome, bitch. I gave her to you. The main challenge winner of the week was Silky Nutmeg Ganache. Yes, queen. So Jamal gets 20 points. And then we also have the winner of the bottom two lip sync, which was Raja O'Hara. So I get 10 points. Good job, loser. And then Queen still on the show. So everyone gets five points for their queens, which at this point, I think we're all missing a queen. I think so. Pretty sure. Yeah. So basically we all have, um, what, four queens? Yep. Should be. Yeah. So we all get um, 20 points for that. Nice. Um, so the... The summary after um, four episodes. So I am in the lead with 175 points. Get out of here. Recount. Seth is in second place with 140. And (sighs) Jamal's in last place with 120 points. I'm still in last place. I thought for sure I'd be in second by now. Girl, you done. Ugh. So, yeah, that's the Fantasy fantasy League for this week, girl. Uh, Well, the season is still young, so we'll see. I won last season. I'm your current reigning TFC Fantasy League queen. So I hope I get to keep the crown. Bitch, you better try. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. So that's the Fantasy League. Let's get into trade. You ready for trade? 
I am. I'm like, ooh, look at these new trades. I'm going to save those for future episodes, though. All right. I guess I'll go first since you're just, like, busy right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My trade of the week is their Instagram handle is Sticky Sweet with two two T's. So Sticky Sweet with two T's. Yeah. Um, He is kind of a meme queen, so Seth would probably be very, like, rude about him. (laughs) Um, But he's very cute. That's his picture. Oh, he's sweet looking. He looks like a gentleman. the, The thing about him, he's very nerdy, so he posts things like this, which I love. (laughs) Mike Myers with a fucking, what is that? A hammer or a coffee mug and shirtless with pecs and abs. Yeah. He says, that is creepy. He says, boo bitch. I wish we had two Halloween holidays a year. I'd like to scare a bitch more often. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's great. And then he loves to post memes like this that say blocked (laughs) T with Oprah (laughs) on her phone. Could you imagine being blocked by Oprah? Like, what the hell did you do? If you get blocked by Oprah, then you should just end your life. Just yeah. kidding. Like, don't. <laughs> Actually, what I just said was really wrong. Don't do any of that. But if she does block you, go see a therapist. Yes, please. <laughs> and don't end your life, but just talk about the therapist and why you oh my shouldn't gosh. have been blocked. We don't want to, we don't want to, like, take them, like, to the therapist. We just want to suggest it. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Everything I said was very (laughs) problematic just now. I don't mean to say that. I was just being like super like, I don't know. I wasn't being an internet troll. So don't listen to me. We've talked about this before. It's all a joke. It's in the intention. They know what you mean. Sorry. I'm your problematic fave. (laughs) There's Shadesters along with us. Let's get into this trade. Are there any cakes? There are no cakes with my trade. So you're done then? It's memes and mask. Uh, well, I'll have to talk to Seth about this. Mask but for memes. He had a nice smile. He looked very handsome, very gentlemanly. So my trade this week is Zachary Kane on Instagram. And I'm pretty positive he's just like an Instagram model. He's just like another dark haired, beefy dude. But he's not like super ripped beefy. He's like, you can tell he works out, but he could be one of us. I love these kind of guys. Is he only like take pictures of himself in his living room? I think so. (laughs) That might be the place um, where his tripod fits. I don't know. Because it looks like we've got the same kind of light. But oh, look, there's a harness here. Speaking of lights. Does he go outside? (laughs) Um, I bet he would look good in natural light. You know, maybe he should. He's cute. Do you think I should slip into his DMs and let him know? Girl, we should definitely slide into his DMs. Look at this lumberjack onesie. Don't you just love a lumberjack onesie? I feel very warm right now. (laughs) 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 Me too. (laughs) But yeah, he's super handsome, y'all. He's um, a cute, cuddly bear type. So um, go check him out. Zachary Kane will be sure to put both of our trades in the show notes. And also, with Seth not being here, we didn't really do it this week, but I think in the future, we might put, like, you know, we might send the bat signal out on Twitter to have all of you submit trades. We've done it in the past. We might need to revive that so we can have more than two trades. I feel like we're, like, jipping you this week. Yeah, there's only two trades. It's like a protein shortage. I hope you all survive. Like, I know it's really hard. You know, it's hard on Instagram. Like, when the trade... Like, I feel like I'm running out of trades. You feel like you're running out? Yeah. Man, I, like, log on to my Explore page, and there's some new bitch that I'm following or I mean, the thing on. is, you would think right now, like, the unemployment rate is so low, like, <laughs> we would have more trades, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Stoney's like why aren't more of you on OnlyFans yeah so <laughs> you know what though so speaking of that next week before we end this we have to say we're going to have a special guest next week so it won't just be us two we're going to have our fave 
Nikki from Nikki Needs an Adult Podcast. Yes, Queen. Nikki will be joining us. Um, she's going to fill the shady boots of Seth. So we're going to be talking about episode five of RuPaul's Drag Race. And um, get excited. We're going to have some fun. Yeah, she's really fun. Like, we've had a lot of fun with her in the past. Um, sh- like, you should definitely give her podcast a listen. It's very interesting. She talks about a lot of, like, um, very interesting topics just about being an adult, like you know, kind of like a millennial in an adult world, that type of thing. Right. Um, so everyone should give her a listen. Um, it's definitely worth your time. The premise of the show is very much like, Hey, we're all like adults, but sometimes we need an adult. Like we're all trying to figure out this adult teen thing. I know some of you out there hate that term, but we're all trying to figure out the adult teen game together. So she digs in, um, the respective topics, um, related to that and it's very fun and light and it's a good listen yeah and one of the things i appreciate about her is she delves into topics that you don't really think about a lot in your life like friendships and things like that where you're sometimes when you're so busy you don't think about the importance of those things because you're so focused on like trying to survive and like make your family you know pay the bills and like focus on your relationship with your significant other where you don't um, realize how important your friendships are. Mm-hmm. So she does a really good job of kind of like delving into topics that maybe you don't really think that are as important as what they really are. Um, so yeah, so definitely look out for that. Like I'm excited to record with her. So I hope you guys all enjoy it next week when we get to sit down with her. Yeah. Stay tuned. You know where to find us and please rate and review wherever you listen to us and tell a friend. Thank you for all of the participation we've been receiving online. And, um, thanks for all of the new activity. It's been fun and welcome new listeners. Yes, girl. So anything else before we sign off here? Um, nope. Seth is over in Italy living his, um, call me by your name fantasy. So maybe we'll see something on um, Instagram. So be looking at the stories in case he's updating us from afar. Yeah. I'm sure he's like doing things with peaches that shouldn't be done. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, anyway, so I guess we will talk to you guys next week. So until next time, thanks for coming girl. Bye. Bye.